everybody. I'm Jamie French here. Welcome to the Approximate Podcast. I'm here at the Velveeta Room with Connor McSpadden. If you don't know who he is, you're going to fucking know who he is right now. Uh, comedian, uh, one of my new favorites that I know from the uh, Unpopular Opinion Network on the, um, uh, what is it, the uh, Conspiracy yeah, the yeah, show. Conspiracy the Show. And yeah. a fucking Mean Boys podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, It sounded so threatening. If you don't know who he is, <laughs> you're going to fucking find out right now. You son right? of a bitch. One <laughs> <laughs> uh, of my, like, I'm old, and um, I, don't, I don't dig into a lot of new comedians, but this motherfucker, out of, out of the fucking blue, as far as I'm concerned, uh, a new guy that I love, the timing is impeccable. <laughs> thank, thank you. Yes. The speed at which the jokes come is fucking impeccable. Um, this, this, this guy you need to know all about. Connor. Um, well, I'm very flattered. <laughs> I, I'm not good at taking compliments. It's, it's really just like, wow, the, you said so many things about boners so quickly. That was really beautiful <laughs> what you did. Do you see what I'm saying, motherfuckers? This guy. <laughs> okay, so look, I, I have one of two directions to go. One, I'm going to suck your dick for about 30 minutes. Or we're, we're on a public patio. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be... That might like be that's, problematic. That's, that's we're next to a waterfall, which is, if you hear the ambiance, we're, <laughs> if it sounds like we're doing this at a rainforest cafe. <laughs> my first instinct is to just just praise. Praise and praise and well, praise. Well, th- thank you. But I know that's not going to make good pod, so uh, we're going to go the other way. Okay. Um, and uh, let's... Uh, introduce you to um, the audience of the Approximate Podcast and anybody that might, you know, happen upon the show and listen. Um, for, uh, where's a good starting point? I guess, you know, we're going to do the that bullshit fucking... I'm get, basically going to make you read your bio. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which like is, uh, my accomplishments? Well, so where I've been did on you get your start hub. in comedy? Uh, <laughs> where did I get my start in comedy? <laughs> In Orange County, and uh, and uh, yeah, in 2012, uh, like bars in Orange County. Are you, you born and raised in California? Yeah, I'm from SoCal. I'm from Chino, which is about an hour east of Los Angeles. And um, yeah, I started doing comedy in you know OC and the um, and around where I'm from, you know. So just like little shitty kind of like dive bar type places, uh, right. you know, late at night. And uh, yeah, I just never quit. And now I'm in Austin uh, next to a waterfall. <laughs> I, I like how you went through um, every fucking experience you ever ever went through to get to the end, thereby making uh, like we have no story to tell. I know, yeah. You, I mean, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I like, I like. How you I always, started, I'm always uncomfortable. Here's where like, I'm from, and I, now I'm here in three sentences. Now we have nothing to talk about. I'm just not like. <laughs> I'm not someone who like likes to, I guess, wax poetic about my. Like accomplishments or that lack thereof. I just I feel like, I feel like I have I'm a loser and I haven't done anything. It's like I don't know. I mean I've gotten I've been lucky enough to do some neat shit in comedy I guess. But I mean I'm on food stamps. Like I'm not like I'm I'm, I'm are you I'm seriously barely... are you seriously on food stamps? Oh yeah, I absolutely. I called I had to call my food stamps worker earlier today. 
uh, where it's I had to explain to the woman on the phone that I'm a comedian, and it was just like. I would just, it's so, nothing will make you feel more like impotent as a human being. And like, she like, I, she was like, I think like English was like her second language. She was just like, it was, you know, it, I was just like, I'm a comedian. I tell jokes. And she's like, you tell jokes? And I was like, yeah, I do stand up comedy. I do, I perform around the country and I, I, I you know, I'm, I do funnies or whatever. Could <laughs> you, could you very, hear uh, her shaking her head over the I could the hear phone? her just being like, oh, fucking this guy's getting food stamps. Which is how I feel anyway. I'm like, I guess it's not like I told, stole them out of like a, the the purse of a single mother like on the on the bus but i mean i do feel i'm like oh yeah you're fucking you don't make enough money being an artist so you need free peanut butter from the government <laughs> but uh yeah i mean i don't know I, I i i did comedy in socal i started going on the road when i've been doing comedy for about a year opening for like uh like you know like headliners that would do like little one night shows and bars and stuff stuff that i still do sometimes you know go out and do little shows in the middle of nowhere where the only reason people are coming is because it says comedy night and there's two things to do in that town. One is meth and one is stand-up comedy. So they're like, well, I got $10 and I want to fuck my wife, so I'll take her to comedy night. And she's like, hey, I took you on a date. You know, now we bang. You know, and it's, you know, and I just yell at people. And uh, because we, they're not going to like any of my opinions or my material. I mean, I guess I have like I do the same 20 minutes for these people every that I wrote when I was, you know, a teenager, where I just go up and just, hey, you know, a pussy's like this and fucking uh, Mexican people do this, this, and this, or whatever the fuck, you know. And then uh, so I did that for a little while. <laughs> then um, yeah, I just was doing that. I did a um, I did a TV show called Laughs, which is a, kind of a controversial thing. Like I don't know if it's kind of like people make fun of it or whatever. But I did what? that, and that was like a little Fox. Like it was like on several Fox stations. So I got to put Fox on my like poster. So I was able to go. I started headlining this one night shows and bars, and I kind of made a living like that when I was like. 21, 22, just going in, like, you know, all up and down the shittiest parts of California and the, you know, like the West Coast, basically driving in my shitty car, beating <laughs> the shit out of it. Then I started doing Roast Battle. I That led to getting to do the television show. Uh, I, in doing Roast Battle, I met Keith Carey and Joe Dosh, who I started Mean Boys with. After Joe left, we brought on Tom Goss. We started a Patreon. That's how I make a small amount of money now. And um, then, yeah, from that, I did, uh, like, another TV thing, and I got the little writing things. And I just sort of, I have no idea how I'm ever going to pay my rent every month. And that's basically that's basically the whole story, if that's what I, I, I guess you want. I, I love, Not that I'm like, if that's what you wanted, but I mean, I, that's, I love, that's the gist of it, I guess. I love how you sped through your... For, like, dude, hold on, hold on, stop it, stop it. I <laughs> okay. <don't... laughs> um, first of all, let me let me let me backtrack a little bit. Okay. Because I I, I, I I know you gave me the spiel that you ex- like that you feel is expected from you. I feel like that's I mean what that's you just gave like me. the broad strokes of like what I've done yeah, with my life me, since I was <laughs> eighteen. I guess. You gave me the the broad strokes. Yeah. yeah you yeah. got you know you got the devil on your resume and you uh, you're working <laughs> with Fox and you <laughs> and uh, you you did a bunch of uh uh. uh Open mics and and you yeah. and you, you powers your way through. Uh, I guess to yeah. Where you are right now, um, dude. Fuck that. Hold on. First of all, let me back up and say um, I'm kind of from the same area no that shit. you are. I was born in uh, Lompoc, California. Okay, all right. Lompoc, California, so yeah, just yeah. north of Santa Barbara. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and 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 yeah, it's uh, how weird is it that. Uh, 
D- does California breed anything other than fucking mutants? Because you're born in California. Yeah. Y- you make your way through uh, comedy. I'm born in California. I am porn. Is it, is it all about like just weird ass fucking um, the fringes of entertainment that like. I like guess, what, yeah. I mean, it's what like other place breeds people. You always sort like of know. That. Like, I grew up kind of knowing. Like, <laughs> there's like you know all this like dream I've had of being a comedian since I was like a little kid and all that lame shit. It's like, well, it's an hour away if you just want to go try to do that. It's an hour away. If I if I was from Missouri or something, I don't know if I would have moved to L.A. Like, I don't know if I would have like had the. Uh, like tenacity to do that. I'm like lucky in that I could like commute back and forth from my fucking parents' house, you know, until I moved out. What? Um, but I think yeah. I mean, just like I don't know, California. I, I think it's Southern California, especially, and just with the way that culture is moving in general, I guess everyone sort of assumes that they're going to be rich and famous someday via happenstance. Yeah. You know, it's like well, I mean, at some point I'll be the reality show character, and then you know I can. Like do like like DJ appearances at nightclubs and and I'll have my own line of vodka or whatever. But that I, was that was I the height of your ambition. Yeah, yeah, I think it's especially <laughs> kind of pronounced in California. Like I don't think people in Oklahoma, or at least the ones I've met, are like, well, yeah, when I finally get this whole like uh, hip hop production like label off the ground, I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm going to be popping Cristal in the club. They're just like, well, no, I, I work at the gas station, and uh, I, I get dental. And this is insane, you know? I'm looking at you. I'm looking how you're handling the mic so naturally. Oh, I mean, I... I, I like how you... like. I hold, the, I hold the microphone kind of uh, a feetly, I guess you'd say. <laughs> like, I, I sort of... I, I don't, like, do, like a, like, a fucking grip like you would if you were, like, like holding, like, a baseball bat or something. I kind of just hold it with a couple fingers oh, yeah, like, yeah, off to the yeah. side. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not holding it like you're... You're in the penultimate fucking death metal band, yeah, cupping yeah. the mic, but but you have this. I'm like, holding it like if you're interviewing Gore Vidal. Like, <laughs> it's like yes, and I thought that it was all very you're, droll. You're, you're like as I'm interviewing you right now, you're holding the mic as if you want it, as if you are born to be a comedian. Like I see you wanting it as you're holding the mic, oh, leaning really? in, diving deep. Like the people at home can't see this. We're not recording any video here, but you're 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 gripping the mic and leaning into it like you have a love of the mic. You have I a guess love. it's some sort of a force of habit, you know. Cause so, it's like I have a microphone in my hand most nights of the week. So yeah. So and sometimes when I'm when I'll be thinking of a joke, I'll just end up like I'll realize I'm holding my hand up to my face just like naturally, and I'm like, oh wait, that's right. Yeah, I don't have. Like, I don't, like, pick up a hairbrush or anything, but it's like you just... Sometimes I'll be speaking, and I'll be trying to be funny, and I'll catch me putting my hand up. Like, it's like... Oh, yeah, I, I noticed that uh, anybody that holds their hands up to their face um, in the uh, ospons of, of, of a mic or whatever is um, usually trying to cover their face because of the amount of shame that they feel. Yeah, is- yeah. <laughs> I do cover my face a lot because I have, like, acne around my mouth, and I'm just sort of, like, generally kind of uh, shy and anxious. I, should, I thought I thought this would be funny to bring up. I uh, you you sent you DM'd me a bunch of times and I didn't see it because I forgot that I'd muted you because I didn't want to be scrolling through my Twitter in public and see trans porn <laughs> just like on the bus. Not that not I that blame I, you. Not, I also not don't want to see I regular porn. You. Not that I'm specifically ashamed to be seen what, with trans porn on my timeline. <laughs> I did a thing for Wood Rocket recently. I also muted them because I'm like I don't want to be like at a Chipotle and just like well, well there's a lady dressed as Majin Buu getting fucked. <laughs> oh God, look uh ah oh, shit uh. uh Gaping assholes with fists. Oh, and there's balls. And oh, 
look, a dick involved. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, okay, yeah, let's see. Uh, That's uh, a whole lot of stuff I don't want to fucking have to explain. No, I was just trying to see what Drew Yonda thought about pandas or whatever. <laughs> I don't know why I picked him. Just the first guy I follow <laughs> on Twitter that I thought of. So uh, I'm gonna uh, I'm I'm leading up to a thing just because of my own weird perverse self interest. Uh, because I have designs on comedy. I've I've always loved a stand-up comedy mm-hmm. f- from the from the age of fucking eight, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Um, what was it? Where were you when you decided that this was a thing that you had to pursue? Um, I'd always liked it. I always liked the idea of it from when I like see just seeing the TV show Seinfeld in syndication as a kid. But the moment where I was like, I want to do this with my life is I was at a sleepover. I was sleeping at my cousin Dylan's house with my cousin Dylan and my friend Marcus. And they were flipping through the channels and the comedians of comedy came on HBO and Patton Oswalt was doing his clean filth bit. Yeah. Um, and I was like, this is amazing. You can't turn, change the channel. I want to watch the rest. This is the, and they, they didn't want to watch it. They weren't into it. They didn't like it. But I was like, we have to finish this. It was this. I was like blown away and I went and I just watched all the, the Patton Oswalt shit and I was like wow this like you can be like because I always like the idea of doing comedy but I wasn't really exposed to comedians that were like it was all like kind of like not lowest common denominator but it was just like I didn't know that you could do comedy like that and I thought that was really cool and I was like immediately wanted to do that I listened to werewolves and lollipops like every day in high school you know so that was probably like the kind of um, I don't know come to Jesus moment with it or whatever and at that point, you said to yourself, "This is a thing. I, I gotta, I gotta figure out how to hold a mic, get on stage, and put myself out there." I, I pretty much as soon as I had a learner's permit, and my parents went out of town. I snuck out of my house. I googled open mics, and I went and tried one uh, when I was like 16 or 17. I don't remember. I think I was 16, but I don't know exactly. So, yeah. like, as soon as I was like able to drive, I like went and got, went and did it and drove illegally and. I remember being terrified. I was like a sheltered suburban kid. I'd never left Chino or Ontario, really, you know, except for with my family. And I was just like parking. I was in downtown Fullerton, which is a super safe area. Like it's a nice, it's in Orange County. It's like NorCal. There's a college town. It's like a very like, and I just remember being like, wow, I'm in the big city. I better be careful. I might get mugged on my way to this coffee shop to go <laughs> to do my shitty one-liners about Sarah Palin or whatever I was talking about. Um. I was uh, I was raised by um, I didn't know anything about stand up comedy uh, again until about the age of eight Uh and I my I was raised uh, I'm 38 I'm about to be 39 Um, and I was raised off of uh, George Carlin Mm -hmm. I was there when the HBO specials were new and steady coming yeah yeah you know once a year and my dad who uh, I don't get along with, and who's not a good guy. I don't believe that for a second. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the one good thing that he had, the one good thing that he added to my childhood experience, was that out of out of how bad of a taskmaster he was, and uh, and how uh, like. Uh, how much of a disciplinarian he was. But he, he, he had showed you one he thing. He had good taste in one thing. He had one thing. And yeah, that yeah. was, yeah. And that was, he had great taste in comedy. And he would, it was a, it was a common thing. Like, we would go out on weekends. We'd go to Blockbuster Video. Mm-hmm. And he would rent uh, all the George Carlin specials. Yeah. And and show those to me and my and my younger brother of, of two years. And, uh, and I was raised on a diet of George Carlin, uh-huh. and there was something that was so satisfying 
about having somebody tell stories in such a compelling manner. Yeah. It, it, to me, like, I saw past the funny. Like, obviously it was funny. Yeah. But I was... I was in love with the stories that were. So I didn't know that a person could just stand, just be a good wreck on tour. In front of a tour. multitude of people, and like, yeah, that, that's the kind of thing. It's like it's appealing. It's just like, oh, it's just you doing it. You know, it's just like you just what a guy with a microphone. It's like be entertaining. Like you know, like there's no you have no bands. You have no like <laughs> right. slideshow or whatever. I guess you got a slideshow, but it's like yeah, just like go up and just talk and be good. <laughs> and yeah, and th- and that hit such a fucking chord with me as an entertainer because mm-hmm. we're. We are and we aren't in the basic same business. We're oh yeah, we, we absolutely are. Yeah, the, the whole thing is like uh, like uh, you tell jokes, you make people feel a way. And the only difference is what you do has more replay value. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, you hear a joke and you heard it, but I mean, there's porn. Like I watch porn, and I'm like, oh, I know what scene. If I really, know, if I got five minutes and I need to bust, I know, know exactly well, what I'm pulling up. It, it, it actually, there's still there's still a. Uh, uh, there's still confluence there. Um, you can say that, but a really great comedian, you can watch their bits time and time again. Whether you can, uh, I, mean, I, I rewatch stuff like that I like, like you know, every year or so, and it's the, like I still do enjoy it. But I it's mean, like, there's, there's, it's like a diminishing return to a degree. To a degree, to a degree. But when you're when you're all encompassed and when you're in there and you're feeling it, and somebody tells you the story. I'm just trying to make people enjoy watching my bits the first time. That's where uh, I'm Right, <laughs> right. That's the struggle. I'm just trying. I'm, I'm, I'm half entertaining round one. I don't know if right. I have like, I don't know if you like, oh yeah, and then I rewatched Connor's farting during a blowjob bit and I was like, wow. <laughs> the nuance he brought to the... <laughs> I know it's easy to say that on your end, but from the outside looking in, I gotta tell you, uh, that there, there are a lot of people coming in. This There's is more people coming on the patio, which is very, very funny because they're like, "What the fuck is <laughs> happening here?" <laughs> uh, yeah, we're watching two people uh, talking to the void. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, here's the thing. And it's like I don't know anything about podcasting. It seems like the waterfall is going to be bad for the audio. <laughs> y- you'd think so, but trust me, I, I got it set up pretty good. It's, it's not going to be bad. It's um, probably going to sound better than Mean Boys, <laughs> so if I'm being honest. But but the thing is, it, when when you find the heart of a subject when you find your voice yeah when when you see somebody that has a voice it, it has replay replay value no yeah because certainly. it really does speak to you as a person when somebody does it when somebody finally reaches that like kind of nth degree of of relevance it's like when a girl's doing doggy style and she has her knees together and the camera guy gets the angle right, right how i like it and you know he's got his hands on her butt cheeks and it's just like yeah, the, oh man i just i'm gonna watch this 90 seconds over and over again and exactly. it's more more and more beautiful every time <laughs> the equivalent on my end is having the lights set up just right having just the right male performer and uh, uh positioning the camera in just such an angle make sure your f stops are just such a thing but the, and 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 having it play in such a way that yeah. it has resale value. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you it's the thing is as entertainers, it's there's so much hard work involved to get to that point to where you don't to get out of that um, um, area where you're oh I'm I'm watching an up and comer. I'm not watching a, a person yeah, yeah, that's yeah. in their prime. Well, I mean, we're we're in like the same business, which is just like. Make people's like <laughs> lives slightly more like 
enjoyable briefly until they die. You know, like podcasting is just like, okay, I have a 90-minute podcast. My commute both ways to my job for Tuesday mornings is slightly better, you know. Oh, I got this porn scene. It's like, oh, man, that was a good, that was a good bust. I can fall asleep a little easier, and I'm not thinking about, like, you know, my lost <laughs> dreams or whatever. It's just kind of like a – it's a little bit of, like – I guess spiritual methadone <laughs> to kind yeah. of get people through the the dread of like you know modern life. I guess and not to be so lofty about it, but and it, and no, no, totally. it is the same thing. It's just like you need like some you need some disposable piece of entertainment, be it sexual or comedic. Just like okay, well, they, yeah, that fucking okay, that that chunk of time I don't have to be alive for that anymore. And <laughs> while I was, it wasn't as bad as if I was just staring at a wall, you know. And and that's that's the like a really awesome challenge. And the thing that uh, that kind of keeps going is knowing it's 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 you've been a fan of the thing that you do for so many years. Yeah. And and you're always judging yourself. Based I feel on embarrassed what you to do comedy a lot of the time. I'm like I'm doing a disservice yeah. to this like art form yeah. that I really you enjoy. Know, <laughs> you know, I I look at the stuff that I've done and I like I've been in this I've been in the adult entertainment industry for 12 years. Uh-huh. And I look at myself to this very day and I say I look at it and I say how dare you? <laughs> how dare you? You call yourself a whore? <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. Like, what gives you the right to do this to yeah. this very day? And 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 it's it's stupid because, like, I'm at a point now where I have the accolades. People have chunked a couple of awards at my head. Yeah. I make a good money. I haven't hold, had to hold a fucking day job in fucking 12 years. Yeah. And I still look at myself and I go... Why? Oh yeah, you don't get. You shouldn't be able to get to do the this. imposter syndrome. Is like yeah. it never goes away. Cause like every time I get to do something like cool that I feel lucky to do or whatever, I'm all like I'll look around the room and I'd be like, with well, fucking one of these things is not like the other, you know? Like I'm just like, God damn it! Like what am I doing? Like I'm just, but do I, what, am I? I'm not. I'm not charming. How did I scam myself into this? <laughs> like I never. Uh, I never really feel like. Oh yeah, I belong here. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Fucking exactly. And and I think that's part and parcel for anybody that makes entertaining people yeah. their, their lives ambition. Yeah. Whatever the flavor is, whether it's stand-up comedians or, or, or porn star or acting or being a musician, whatever yeah, yeah. it is. Whatever you're when doing. You're, when you're on the artsy-fartsy side of life, it's... You don't feel like you, you if you're a carpenter at the end of the day, you can look at it and be like, nobody can say I didn't make a table. <laughs> you can say that that's not a great table. You could say the sanding's uneven or whatever, you know, but you can't be like, you couldn't put food on that, you know. But it's like, if you do this, you could be like, oh, you're ugly. You fuck bad. That wasn't funny. You thought that was funny? Like, you know, it's all, it's all subjective, which I guess is, you know, it's cool about it or beautiful about it. But it's like, you, you can talk yourself into thinking that you're just a complete charlatan, which I do quite often. Yeah, I, I do as well. And this brings up a, a, a thing that I'm, I'm very interested in as a creative person. Uh-huh. Um, do you ha- – first of all, I'm making an assumption, but let me just put it out there. Do you feel – do you recognize the difference between art and craft? Uh, the, speak on that a little more. Oh, okay. So there is 
you call yourself a thing, mm-hmm. and there is a way to do it. Yeah. And you craft. You you. Craft you, would be like your skill set. Y- your and, skill set and, and art the would technical be like, ability. Yeah, like you, you can know, you take a, thing, a big black it, dick in your butt. It looks like comedy. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like comedy. I've 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 hit all the beats that have told me yeah. like everything that I've learned from all my heroes and what I've learned in the industry. This is what comedy should be as a form. Yeah. As a function. But it doesn't feel I like I'm adding that. anything new or putting any kind of spin on it. Art See, is that's when how the- you transverse that. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's the same thing, again, with, with anybody that's in the entertainment industry. I do the same thing in porn. Like, okay, you're supposed to do this kind of thing. You're supposed to position yourself this way. The light should be this way. If you're going to make, if you're going to craft, yeah. you know, uh, proper porn that people give a shit about that sells and that you know uh it kind of exudes your your ambition yeah yeah these are the numbers there are little things where it's like when you see a porn star that's really good you know you i think of like so there's like like sometimes a porn star will have like a catchphrase and you'd be like you know it's funny it's like you think you just think of like you know uh like a blue collar comedy tour but you'll be like that's a really good fucking line like that like every like rachel star sometimes will say i'm not your girlfriend and every time she says it, I'm like, well, I'm coming. Like, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just like, oh, shit. Oh, good one, you know? Or, like, Gianna would just, like, fuck yeah. you. And you're just like, she just fucking, like, we, like it's like, she fucks kind of like, the, I remember reading about this jazz trumpet player who didn't, he never learned how to read music, and he never, like, learned any, he just, like, picked up a trumpet and just started fucking with it, and he was really good. I'm like, that's how she fucks. She fucks, like, she's, like old, dirty bastard wrapped, where it's just, like, she just throws shit up against the wall. And you're like, what? I mean, just, like, the raw energy here is, like, no one can say you're not bringing anything kind of, like, interesting to this. And I feel the same way about comedy. Like, I was talking about doing those, like, one-night bar shows that I would, like, I still do occasionally, but it's, like, I still will, like, you know, I've made my living that way for, like, a number of years. Yeah. Like, and you get up there, and you're like, I'm not an artist right now. I'm a word plumber. I'm just filling the role of being entertaining in Fresno, California for 45 minutes for $250. Like, it's just, like, there was no piece of myself being expressed uh, really this is that's ex- when i started doing so much because like, i improvise i talk to the crowd sometimes i i talk you know make fun of people i do whatever and it's just like i started doing that and i got like you know good at doing that or i, I developed a, the skill for doing it yeah because i was just like i don't want to try to do jokes that mean something to me for people that they're, they're not going to enjoy them so i'm just going to make up a whole show and I just got good at that to a degree where I would do that just about every time I went up. And I was just like, wasn't writing anything, wasn't really adding anything. And it was just kind of like, I was just going and, and basically just having this weird like organ therapy session at these people. I, it was this, just like primal scream, but with like making fun of people's jackets. It was a very... This, this is the thing and that... And it's still funnier than my actual act, but... Uh. <laughs> well, this this actually brings me to the to the point that I wanted to ask was... Do you please, by all means? Yeah. Uh, do I uh, what? I, this is the thing I was going to ask. Was um, do you feel that you're at a point that you're beyond craft and that you're starting to feel that you're you're getting your voice, or do you still feel like you're working on the mundane day-to-day nuts and bolts? This is what I got to do in order to do this job. Um, I don't know. I think, um... Is that, I, I would, is that too yeah, heavy yeah. of a thing to no, ask? No, 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 not at all. This is, and this is really interesting, because I always feel like I, like, kind of relate to 
people in porn a lot just a few people i've met in porn like we just did a, a roast and two of the porn stars and they're just like yeah. it's the same shit like porn stars With and April comedians Neil, right yeah yeah they yeah. Neil roast on Pornhub. it's fun it's funny if you want to go watch it but it's like we do it's like you look at a porn star schedule and they'd be like well i'm in indianapolis this weekend and it's like it's just like being a comedian you know yeah you want to you do enough work to get a following and you go you know you go feature dance or whatever but um i don't think so and I don't think I'm being like self-deprecating or like um, hard on myself, but I still feel like I'm. Uh, yeah, I don't think I have a clear voice. I don't think I've really figured it out. I think I'm trying. I think for a long time I wasn't trying. I was just well, like trying to go get money and trying to like just go. And I'm like, this is, job is easier than fucking working at Ross. I full, the only jobs I've ever had I worked at Ross in the Old Navy. I've okay. stacked pants. Like I can't do that again. Like I'm not, like it's way easier. You know, getting in a car, eating fast food, pissing in water bottles, and yelling at rednecks. Like that's an right. easy way to make money. Like I don't feel like I earn any of the money I get because I would have fucking done this shit for free anyway. Because I'm sad as I have this compulsion to do it. But I don't really feel like I'm actually like doing anything. Like I, I still feel like it's you know the craft. I still feel like I don't think I've synthesized it into something more than the sum of its parts. That's I'm trying. I'm trying that's to. That's so I'll, interesting. And now you know, I'll try to write like interesting material about shit. Like I'll try to be like let's let's go in after like you know something that's like I'm insecure about. You know it's like I have a joke about like losing boners during sex, which is like I it fucks me. Like I really feel bad. Like when I like I just like have a lot of anxiety and I just like. I don't know. Sometimes I fuck poorly. Like it's, I've been better lately, but you know, it still happens every once in a while. And I'm just like, this is like humiliating, or like I got fucked with a strap on, and I do a bit about it. And I'm like, it's all just shit that I'd be mortified if someone found out. I'm like, let me talk about that on stage because I feel like that's something that dudes don't discuss, and I think that's an important thing to talk about. Not really important, but I think it's refreshing at least. And even then, I'm just like, this isn't really like. It's all kind of like paint by numbers. That's one thing I, I felt because I used to write and record music. You know, right. I, I played a lot of instruments when I was younger, and I was like, I, I never felt like I was making something beyond just like I know that these chords go together. I, I never felt like it got to that next level of like, oh man, like how do you? Like I think of a song that I think is really beautiful or something, and I'm just like, how do you fucking write that bass line to you know fucking uh, paperback writer with that guitar riff and those kind of offbeat drums. Like, how do you bring all that together? That's so crazy that they fucking thought of that. It was always just like, well, that goes like that and that sounds good with that. And then that's a song, you know? That's so interesting because, um, I, uh, as a creative person, it's okay. It's okay. okay. Uh, she is still recording. We're fine. Nice. Um, that's very interesting because I've been a musician for 22 years, uh-huh. so maybe there's some common ground to talk about there, at least a, a, a thing to to kind of uh, bounce ideas off of. Um, it's, it's really weird. Do you – do you – okay, so I'll bring I'll, – shittily, I will bring it back to me. Uh-huh. I hate to bring it to me, but – I will say I do got to go and, like – like five ten minutes to okay. do the, uh, the podcast. Yeah, no, no, no. So I got, I got so a way know. to wrap this up. I yeah, got yeah. a way to wrap this up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good. but but really, really quick. Um, uh, do you think? Do you think it is? Have you thought about this? To where maybe you think pursuing the craft is a way to find your voice? Like what I'm saying is, you didn't know how to write the the great bass line. You didn't know. You could do the songs, you could record the things, but you, you never felt it. Are you too caught up in uh, finding out how it all works and then try and then expecting it to like give you um, like uh, this satisfaction that you're driving for yeah. just through the craft alone, or 
do you here's the feeling that let me cut to the fucking chase <laughs> here's the here's the thing that i feel from when i see your stand up and when i hear you on podcasts i feel like you're and and this is going to make me sound like an asshole okay, okay? <laughs> don't, no don't but i feel you rushing towards towards what you feel is greatness when you already have it and you you may need to just calm down and and stop thinking about the craft and stop Maybe, thinking yeah. about the craft and just let yourself do the hardest thing that any of us can do as entertainers and and artists quote unquote and and just say fuck it yeah just say fuck it i don't know if it'll ever feel that way i don't i i, I think about the people i think are great and i'm like i don't know if it feels that way for them you know I, I think I think when you when you I make it yourself, you're like you're a magician. You're like I know how the trick works. Like I'm not impressed by it. And it's yeah, like, well, yeah, yeah, you fucking yeah, came up with yeah. the trick. You know how the trick works, but you have to also keep in mind that just because you know how the trick works, you have to keep remember what it is to be an audience member and know that they don't know shit. They mm. don't know nothing. They here's the thing about proper they haven't like done it to the point that it's ruined for them to well a degree, no no you know? no here's the thing remember what it is to be an audience member and remember that it's all about their interpretation yeah of the thing that you do and you may know how the sausage is made you may know what the give and take is but as long as they laughed as long as they came you know. So long as they laugh so long as they came you have to trust that they have filled in the gaps in their head that that you're not even paying attention to like you you you're in this really weird position where you don't you no longer get to have joy uh -huh. out of the thing that you found joy in simply by making the thing that's kind of true yeah it is yeah. and 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 so you have to shut your fucking head down and stop lambasting yourself and say you know what I'm just going to do the thing that I know is appropriate, <laughs> yeah. and I'm going to let the audience fill in the gaps because they're going to appreciate yeah, this. I'll let, I'll let you guys decide if it's good because I'm going to do it anyway. Conceptualize. You know? I yeah. can't conceptualize how they're going to take it, and it's for them anyway. So let them do the work. Yeah, let you might, I them think, do the work. I think you might be right. You know, you so so keep working at it. Keep doing the thing that all the losers don't do. You know, working. Despite I, yeah. your despite your uh, uh, grievances, despite your self doubt, you keep working and you let the audience fill in the gaps and you just l l rest uh -huh. and, and and trust your voice. No matter how shitty you think it is, they will fill in the gaps. I can tell you, as as an audience member uh -huh. watching your stuff, I, you have it. You fucking have it. Well, thanks. So just trust your voice. We will fill in the gaps. Calm down. We will be. We will feel it because we already feel it. And so, okay. So I know you got to go. I know you got other shit to do. Uh -huh. So let me just wrap it up there. Oh yeah, no. And, this was a great um, conversation. <laughs> I, I, it was very interesting. I'm yeah, so, yeah. I'm so this is shit that I'm afraid to talk about because I don't want to sound like a douchebag. So hopefully I didn't make too much of an ass of myself. No, I, I'm so happy that that you are fucking. I feel so blessed that you're talking to me. 
No, West. of course. Yeah. Like no, I'm glad, I'm glad we finally, it was great to finally meet you because we know each other on the internet a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully we can uh, get, bea- uh, get beyond uh, Twitter and uh, create a, uh, an actual rapport. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, think, I think we've done just that here at this weird Mexican restaurant patio. Uh, right, yes. This is very distracting. I don't think our audience members will hear it, but God damn it, I hear it and I yeah, want to no, die. Do you, do you want to put a bullet I think in the your soothing, I think the soothing water sort of opened me up more to be more I think vulnerable. the soothing water makes me want to fucking eat a bullet. Um, yeah, it makes me want to <laughs> pee is what it makes me want to do, honestly. I, uh, okay, you got shit to do. So let's go ahead and do this. Plugs. Let's do the plugs. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, the Mean Boys, you can listen to every week. It's it's funny. I'm proud of that. I, I like it. It's a good show. Um, I'm, I, I will we, testify we tra- to that. We travel, so we got an email list. So if you if you like me, you're like, oh, I go watch that guy. If you go and fill out the little little tour sheet and let us know what city you're near, you know, maybe we'll come to your town and we'll send you an email when we're uh, on our way. Fucking awesome. Now, this is going to go live tomorrow, so you have room to promote future gigs. Okay, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, if, if you live in Austin, I'm at the Velveeta Room. That'll be a fun one. Okay. Um, I'm doing a show at my hometown club, the Ontario Improv, in September. I'm um, going up to the Pacific Northwest in August. So if you, uh, if you uh, just get on that email list, uh, you, can, uh, you can find out all about those shows. You know, so we're, going to like, we're doing Mean Boys in like Portland and Seattle, so that'll be all uh, announced soon. Fucking A. Okay, so I'll have links in the description. I'll have this on YouTube, SoundCloud, all, all the fucking things you yeah, guys yeah. know. Um, and, uh, Connor, thank you so much. Hey, this was a great I chat. Really I'm, I'm, I sincerely mean it. I really, right. I really enjoyed this I'm, conversation. I'm going to get up, and on mic, I'm going to hug you. All right, I'm let's have a hug. hug let's you. do it. <laughs> I just got to go take a quick shower. Okay. <laughs> all right, get the fuck out of here. You got shit to do. All right. Hey, thank you, Jamie. Thank you so much, Connor. Dude, this was thank you. So much, thank you. It's great to meet you. I'm gonna run in. I think I'm. You too. Please, please.